today are we ready for the word if you're ready let me see your hands up okay ah, people are very ready <laughs> amen can we remember um, the message from not Saturday now from last Wednesday I don't know if Anyone can. Let's see if we can just do a little bit of maybe a recap just to um, pick it up. Do you remember, Princess? There was something about habitation. Something about habitation. Okay. Okay. Do you remember any more? Any? Why are we laughing? Um, if I can remember correctly, I think we started with Ephesians 2, 22. Yes, okay. Um, and I think, uh, paraphrasing the scripture, it was like, if we believe and we can be built up a habitation for God. And we also went into Psalms 132. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, still talking about the same thing. And uh, I believe we we're saying how the foundation Trying to catch my thoughts together. Okay. Yeah, um, I believe you were saying how um, you know there has to be a foundation, which is rock, which is uh, Christ is the rock. We should be, which should help us build a foundation that we can be built up to. Forgot to. Don't worry. Okay, calm down. Okay. Gather yourself. Don't worry. I know it's inside you. You just need to just uh-huh. just explain it like a teacher, like a, a New Testament teacher that you are. Uh huh. Just calm down and yes. Okay. <coughs> um. Yeah. Um. So we talked about. If I can remember correctly, we talked about the different levels because you said we had to be built up. You know, precepts mm. upon precepts upon precepts, and then line upon line. Mm. And you said even in the word of precept, you said precept is a kind of like an accumulation of knowledge that it would open the door to grace. Mm. And you said even sometimes in the word of precept, you know, it could take you years, even in that word of precept, but you just have to patiently wait. And it's building up onto that knowledge. When you get to that fullness of precept and the grace door opens, then you... And I guess also you liken that to like kind of like the foundation of the steps that we would be... Building up to, 
And um, yeah, and also, yeah, I think you also likened it to, um, you know, um, the rock hailstones. Oh my God, sorry. <laughs> I think um, you likened it up to your. T I think you touched a little bit of Daniel and talking about uh, likening it like the hailstones that. Yeah, sorry, so I think, I think I'll stop here. Okay. Yes. Please go. Is there any other aspect you remember? Mm, okay. Okay. Wesley? Mm. Good evening, sir. Okay. Um, so I'll just follow the thoughts pattern you gave. Um, you started with Ephesians, which Princess mentioned. Um, you're trying to show us um, which, what we've been seeing, that it's all about building. We saw that there's a building of the Lord, and then there's a building of God. It says um, uh, that you built for the habitation of God. So you were trying to also show us that the soul, the whole purpose of a man, you know, what we are living for is to where we, where we would rest or when we would rest is when God can rest. And God only rests in his house, which is his habitation, which also just following princess, you went to Psalms, where we saw um, David saying that he would not um, give sleep to his eye or slumber to his eyelid till he finds out a place. He also demarcated that that place is um, God needs to have a place first that he can start building. And we saw that that place is, is the building of the Lord, which is Christ. And um, it's a building, but for God, it's a foundation. And then there's also a building of God um, that he can now rest in. Um, but we were now able to see things that stop those building, which was when we now went to Daniel, where we saw that um, there are scornful men that have said in their hearts, um, they've made lies, they are... They've laid dry their refuge and all that falsehood have they hid themselves. And they said they, are, they say to themselves also that when the hail will pass or when the, when the overflowing scourge will pass, it will not come close to them. And we're we going to say that those scornful men or those people are natures in us. You know, that when, when not only precepts, but when lines also are coming, they can respond to them. That you know, those are built, those are already frames that the devil has built in us against coming into the building of God. But we're able to see that there's something which he mentioned also hail. And we went to um, Zechariah to see that that hail is that stone. But obviously, we can't receive him at once. So they have to break him into pieces for us to receive him. So that's the hail that can only you know, take away that refuge of lies, take away where we've hid that force with that nature that is already built inside us. And from, from there, we, from there, I think you, you, you started showing us um, that the whole purpose is not, not about precepts, but about lines. And that lines is grace, is building. Because in John, we are seeing that of his fullness have we received grace for grace. You said that our first grace is the grace of the Lord, and the second grace is the grace of God, or it says grace or truth also. So you were trying to make us see that this thing called grace or this thing called truth is actually building. You know, it's, it's spirit. 
Um, you gave a couple of examples towards the end of the message where I think the, the example you gave was um, you can read about driving a car. You can, you can read everything that concerns driving a car. But when it comes to driving a car, you need to have a kind of program inside you. It's not just about reading it. When they give you the car, you need to have a kind of program that can make you drive the car. So for me, what I got from the message was just that it's not about there are, there are hidden natures in us that only precepts cannot solve that matter. And you know that the Lord is opening a gate for us to see this period that is lines and lines is building or nature or indeed spirit that can actually remove those building already because it's building for building. If we stay on that precept side, we will not be able to remove those scornful things that would reply against God when he wants to build his own house. So much, awesome! I think that's a huge help. He has helped us. Okay, so I'm sure now everybody's mind has come back. You remember the the message now, so nobody has an excuse. Praise God! I still want to hear from some of us. I want to see. Okay, any? Praise God! Uh, just to top up, there's no much to. But um, and also for reproof, so that my understanding would be yes, sir. Um, so um, we've been, you've been, by the Lord has been helping you teach us about edifice, raising of our building, and you said Christ is a wonderful building, looking from the ground up, but looking from God down is a foundation. But a few things that were very important, like that stuck out to me, was the type of habitation that God dwells in. You know, we read Peter, I was talking about, so, so the Lord dwells in temples. And when we read um, about the stones of those temples, they are alive, they are lively. That's one thing that linked with our teaching from the altar, the kind of stones they are. You said those stones can breathe. And I don't know when is this message. I don't, I'm just saying that, I'm, I'm, saying you, I'm showing you that the, the, that is a wholesome. Yes, sir. I, I, I agree with you. I'm just. Because I, um, so the, that building, right, um, um, is, is, a, is a life building. It's a, it's, a, it's a life, right? It's not a, it's not a man's creation. Yes, sir. Right? So. I wonder was, uh, the, the, the part I wanted to add to what he was saying when we spoke about David was the type of heart he had mm. concerning. Mm. So that talks about even dealing, you said something about dealing with precepts. Mm. And from just little things that I was following, um, that even how we undo precepts, tied also other things you'll be teaching about the seed, right? The posture of our heart determines profitability. With just precepts. So before we touch, talk about the lines, because we're already living, you said, who makes lies our habitation, right? According to Isaiah, mm. that the Lord has to walk in terms of even how we handle the precepts up until when we can see. I think that was the start of this message you started talking about. So the building of the formation of a stone or the habitation, which is God. God, God is a stone, right? Sorry, sir, I feel like I'm... Go ahead, yeah. I'm just trying to yes, sir. add... Um, we are flowing with you, we're just things. following you. <laughs> Some things that... We're seeing that that habitation yes. is living. Mm. It's not a, mm. it's a... God wants to be able to express himself in man. Mm. 
It's not a dormant, it's not a dormant, um, I feel like that's why we, we started talking about um, Zechariah. We, we see that the, that Zechariah book was talking about things that were affecting reason or mm. building. So we saw that the emphasis there was crying and shouting of grace. So grace is tied to building. You, you can call the building of the Lord grace. Right? And then we now started, I, the scripture that laid in my heart to summarize some things you were saying was God resists the proud. Mm. A liar is a proud person, but yes. grace is a gift yes. for a reason. Mm. So it is, it, is, it is grace upon grace mm. that reaches God. Mm. So that the house really is a gracious building or the temple. Mm. So I, I just wanted to... Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You touch on many things. Like I guess you're seeing maybe all the different messages and putting them together. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Who wants to help us again? Um, that one is this message, particularly. Yeah. Tammy, thank you. Hello? Okay, awesome. I love the way Wesley spoke about grace, um, but I think one thing that's important that he spoke about too was precepts and the love for precepts as well. Um, he said something I really liked. He said something along the lines of precepts setting the scene for grace to come. So you were talking about the importance of um, precepts almost being not just the environment that's needed for grace to come, but almost the preparation that's needed because you spoke about Christ in two forms, as water and as a rock also. Um, and you said that if, if, um, if those precepts are not laid already, that when those, you know, the grace is coming, you will, you know, you will you turn against it, you speak against it, you will even see that, okay, you may, you may say something in your heart along the lines of, okay, this is not even grace. Mm. So um, I think one thing that's really important is that love for precepts. Um, and I think one thing that has been debunked recently in the past few meetings is that, okay, they're saying uh, inheritance, grace, and all of that. So I think it's easy to say, okay, uh, you know, precepts are nice, but grace is where it's at ultimately. Um, but we're seeing that if there's no foundation of precepts, then it's not possible for those following things to come out. Um, because we're seeing that um, David was a man who loved precepts. Yes. You know, you spoke about um, that scripture that says, Oh, how I love thy law. They are my meditations day and night. And you referenced Joshua 1.8 as well. So you were talking about those things, right? That if you don't meditate on those things or have riches of those things within you, then it wouldn't even be possible for the following things to come on to you as well. Thank you. I'm going to um, ask a question, so I think it's important. Um, the, the way of administration of precepts with and, and lines, um, do you have to finish all the precepts before they now say, okay, you've known all the precepts. Then let's now start moving you into 
building. Hmm? Okay, tell me, I'm asking you. You are the one who has stopped me, <laughs> No one wants to answer. All right. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. um, or anybody, okay, you answer. Um, First. Based on the teachings, I wouldn't say so. I would okay. I won't say it could be a simultaneous work. Mm -hmm. um, so you spoke about uh, habitation and the, you know, the lies being resident inside men, right? So you were speaking about while that building is being taken out, there's also a building ongoing as well. Mm -hmm. So I believe as the precepts are being laid, there's also... Um, a, a work of grace at the same time um, because I don't think and I stand to be corrected sir that there wouldn't you know precepts won't be going on and there's some things being dealt with right you were speaking about mm -hmm. virtues such as long suffering patience yes. etc right so when a soul is under such dispensation and messages right and learning about maybe virtues such as long suffering patience um, there's an understanding of those things going on, but I believe if a soul and a right heart posture, as any was speaking about, that there will be a work of grace in addressing certain lies mm. um, and habitations, mm. houses, other spiritual houses that are built um, inside the soul mm. of that man, sir. Please go on. Thank you, yeah, that's true. Anybody, you want to add to that maybe, that question I just asked to um, do you understand the question? No? Yes? Nobody wants to say yes. Hi. Uh, I, I want to know if, any, if you understand. Does everybody understand the question? Just say yes if you do. Uh, thank you. Praise God. <laughs> Are you guys afraid of... Um... Okay. I will look for the most fearful person. That's the person I'm going to call. Going to call. Uh, amen. So what I'm asking is how they administer it. Is it that you will just be learning precepts and, learn until, and then they have to make, you have to finish everything before you move into receiving grace? You know, they'll say, okay, season, precept season is over, and then grace season, or how, does, how is it administered? Can, is there anyone who can answer it scripturally? Okay, sister um, at the back, sister, uh, uh. thank you, sister Sharon. Sister Sharon, yeah. Okay, I... Um, I believe you were also talking about how um, the apostles are also in the world of the line, basically. They're the ones who administer it as well. That um, basically in the foundation, right, um, the Bible verse, I believe in Ephesians 2, was talking about how foundation is built on, the foundation is built on Christ and then the apostles. And then going forward with Ephesians 3, he now, it was like he was, it was like Paul was flowing and said, the grace in me given towards you. So as you are being built in, as you are basically learning precepts, then line through apostle is, through the apostolic grace. And you spoke about how 
that is a special kind of grace that Jesus has to come for you to become an apostle to you personally, right? And then they are able to now administer that. And then that's how the grace, like basically um, connecting to what I think Wesley said about grace being building materials. That's how grace is now administered um, through that. So, Thank you. Praise Jesus. So can you clarify that thing about the apostle thing? Let's be clear. Or, okay. So does that mean you have to be an apostle and then Jesus must come to you and you have for you to receive grace? No, you were okay. saying that um, some people have gotten, I think there were two different um, things. The first mm. one was that some people are living in the grace that you need yes. so that if you stay with them, that grace will touch you, right? Because they have gotten to that place. Mm. Then you also spoke about teaching in itself mm. also being helped to mm. receive that grace. So I think they're two different Okay. Okay. Yes, so you're saying when you say apostle, you mean being under apostolic ministry? Yes, sir. Yes. That, okay. Praise God. So you don't mean that Jesus has to visit everybody? No, no, no. So personally, no. like Saul of Tarsus, before you can... Okay. No, sir. Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. I think was this, uh, someone was going to say something. With, no? You were just passing the mic across. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wesley. I want to try my best. Okay, sir. Um, I believe the answer to that question is um, scripturally, mm. we can find it in that same Isaiah chapter 28. Okay. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Mm -hmm. Line upon line. Mm -hmm. Line upon line. Here a little, mm. there a little. Mm. And again, the best example that I, I can give also is what Tammy was saying about precept mm. and what she said that you can have precepts. Mm. It's not yet your nature, which is lying. And you can believe in that precept. Yes. You might not have a way of making it yours, but if you come in, so you can have a precept, mm. and you don't need to have all the whole precepts before you have lying. But if you have a precept, you, whom have not seen, you love. Mm. In whom though now you see him not yet believing, you can, you can see it in somebody. You can be rejoicing in that precept and hoping and believing in that precept. And when you come in contact with somebody that does not only have the precept but has the grace, which is the line of it, mm. then you can, you can come into it. But it's, it's, um, it's here a little okay. and there a little. Praise God. That's key. So it's here a little and then what? So, so here is what? It's, pre it's precept. A little and then what? There, a little, that is line. So put a precept upon precept, a little, line upon line, praise God. So there are, there are operations that should be going on hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Praise Jesus. Um, is there anyone who can speak about that aspect of, um, of the precept? How the how the, having precepts in, um, impact or how it affects your preparedness to receive, you know, line or stature or grace, as you call it. 
how do they how do they interact? What's the spiritual um, relationship between those two things? Uh, Yinka, okay. Thank okay. you. Um, I'll try. Um, okay, so just from when last Wednesday when you were teaching about precept, here it leads precept upon precept, here precept upon precept, um, and you were also showing about how precept is knowledge, like we've understood, like spiritual knowledge, not just like knowledge, but it's coming into more spiritual understanding. And one thing that I, I believe, or i seen, or I think is that um, what precept comes to do, it comes to enlighten you about those buildings in you. Okay. And then when, because if you don't have precept, mm. you are very ignorant and have no clue that there is a building in you which is contrary to the building that is supposed to be raised mm. in us. So when the understanding comes, mm. I believe that opens a way for grace to come, because you said something about how, like Tammy and everybody has said, how precept is like a preparation that paves the way for grace to come. And you also said like how grace is a stone and it's a rock of offense. So I believe that place where when the precept comes and it has landed on a heart that has received it and like Wesley was saying that he believes it, mm. when the rock of offense is coming, which is to come against the building which precept has made you see that I ought not to, this building ought not to be here because it's contrary to the building that ought to be raised. Mm. It gives you that understanding and that ability to be open and willing yes. to even go through the dealing or the offense that would come when that building is being crumbled because it's against your life or your nature. Yes. So that is what I... Okay. But when like the when there's no precept, or when the precept is not accepted in the heart, it's, mm. it, the heart kind of runs away or turns from it to not allow that treasure, because the building is a treasure, but mm. it's, the precept makes you begin to see a different treasure that you should be accepted. So that, I believe, is the way it opens the way for you to go into line. Because another thing that I think is just like how um, Paul was saying that he besought the Lord three times that this should pass me, but he said in my weakness, grace, my grace is sufficient for thee. So I believe like those things were also like things that paved the way for grace to come in. Praise God. Amen. Okay, um, Michael, sorry. Sir, um, just something short. I don't have much to say. Um, the scripture that just came to mind even with all the questions you're asking, was um, First Peter 1, verse 10. Okay. That talks about um, salvation, which the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. Um, so what I see in the connection is more of um, precepts tell of the grace mm. that should come. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the grace is the manifestation mm. of the precepts mm. pretty much is like the reality of it mm. so when precepts are coming mm. they're actually telling of a spiritual substance that yes, should sir. come 
right? And so once you jam that, it's almost, um, one of the examples you gave that Wednesday was, because um, you were talking along the line of that grace resides in presence, right? And so you said, you know, like you can have precepts and knowledge, but when you jam someone who has the grace of that thing, right, it's, it's, it's different, right? So I almost see it as like, you know, having carrying or carrying precepts, um, your car, almost like an expectation. It's like mm. a hope for the reality of the thing that you are hoping for mm. to then land, mm. right? And so once that thing hits, right, then it's almost like a seal of that knowledge mm. in a sense, right? Mm. Where grace comes to seal it yes, because now you're coming into the um, walking reality, like the pressing of it, you're you are living it in mm. quotes, right? And so that's... Um, how I see how, you know, they kind of connect. So precepts basically tell of the grace that should come to you yes, sir. at uh, the revelation of, of Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Wow, that was awesome. That was very awesome. Um, um, so it's clear that precepts are, is, is, is description of, so it's not just even a hope, of course, Hope will be birthed in you, but precepts are a description of grace. Yes, sir. Right, to describe, that's the, the labor of precept is to, is to crystallize, right? A, I love that, that verse, that first Peter, it says, it's a guide of the law end of your mind, hope to the end or the grace that should come to you at the revelation of Jesus. So that, those precepts are, they're trying to make you see the grace through your revelatory eye. So it's the description of what grace looks like. So that you, when you see it, the soul can identify it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can someone, I want to ask a little bit, if still around this place, um, is there a way you can, you can connect and begin to see and, exp and show, um, maybe use words, if someone can do that to, based on this understanding, explain the importance of revelation knowledge. You see all those things in the Bible that seem not abstract, not, you know, not, not relevant, this somehow esoteric, somehow, you know, what is, is there a way you can tie in, use what we are discussing to uh, explain the importance of why do I need to learn those kind of things? Do you get my question? Do you, uh? Ask it again. Okay. Is there anybody who understood what I was trying to say? Maybe not answering the question now understood the question. You can raise your hand up if you understood the question well. Okay. Wesley, can you explain the question? Yeah. Asking is, um, yes. there's, a, <clears throat> there's an importance mm -hmm. based on what Mike, uh, Michael explained. Yes, sir. That what precept does is that it helps grace come or it should, it says it's, Grace should come mm. because of the revelation. Says, mm -hmm. "Gird up the loins of your mind. Yes, sir. Um, be sober. Hope till the end 
for the grace that should come at okay. revelation of Jesus. So what you're asking is, what is the importance of revelation? And revelation not in the sense of how we used to know it in terms of yes, just sir. Bible. Yes. You, know, you know Ephesians, you can quote it back and forth. But mm. this, there's, some, there's a spiritual thing called revelation. So in the teaching, you can be teaching random things or things that when we listen to, it's like, what is this for? But there's a purpose, it bets revelation. So I, I believe you're asking, what is the importance of that revelation? Why revelation? Why do we need revelation? Mm. We tried. Okay, can someone add to describe the question more? Before we begin to answer it, let's. Uh, Tommy, your hand was up before, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you, huh? Okay. No, it's what he said, right? But is that way you can use your own words? Maybe, you know, we have different ways of speaking and describing things. So maybe your own language, someone else might be, know your language more than maybe my own or Wesley's own. I think my language might be similar to Wesley's language. But um, based off what you asked, sir, um, I'm thinking that you're asking um, in terms of the revelation that we're speaking about, um, how... What, what, what does that, um, I'm trying to not say what Wesley said exactly, but what, what is the importance of revelation um, in regards to what we're speaking about? Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm thinking revelation, especially as regards to precepts. Okay, now I'm not saying what's the importance of spiritual, we've spoke about that, that spiritual revelation or precepts. I'm talking about the abstract things in the Bible, right? Yes, sir. Um, why do you need to know that the, the high priest, his cloth must be linen instead of cutting? Do you understand what I mean? Yes, are the thing. Do you get what I mean? Like, why do you need to know that? Why, why would you? So why would we go there and be teaching that? Like, do you understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. So why, um, why do we need to know that the veil to the most holy that they have to inscribe drawing of a cherubim mm. on the veil? Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Why do you need to why do you need to teach, let's say, the four living creatures how they spread their wings, how they touch each other, how they move? Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Why do we need to you see those kind of things? Like why why do you have to teach and preach message about the horns of on the head of the lamb? Do you get that? Yes, sir. Why do you have to teach about the color of God's throne? Hmm. Okay, it's sardine color. Why do you have to go and outside teaching about the sea of glass, hmm. the nature of the sea, the crystal nature? Hmm. 
of it? Do you understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes. Why do you have to teach about, let's say, this is how God told Israel to stand in the wilderness. Mm. Four, twelve, four tribes here, four tribes here, four tribes here, four tribes here. Why do you have to teach about angels? They are stratas, separate between cherubims. And don't just call them angels. Separate cherubims, separate cherubims, seraphims. Why do you have to relate cherubs are angels? Mm. Seraphims are ministers. Hmm. Why, can't, why is it okay for someone just to just know that they are heavenly beings? Why do you need to know that and not make mistake, not call a cherub a minister, not call a seraphim a what an angel? Yes, sir. Right? Why do you have to know that in the first heaven, the stratas of angels there are principalities, powers, might, right, dominion? Why do you need to know? those things precisely mm. without making a mistake. You understand what I'm trying yes, to sir. say? And based on what we are talking about, is there a way you can, you can, okay, now I've, I've described the question now. Uh, okay, so you understand the question? So my question is that, because these are the reasons why, this is where people, f um, if people don't understand why, they will not be able to, this ministry will not, maybe they can just be around because they enjoy the life, they enjoy the brethren thing, they enjoy being part of a company, you know, you enjoy that feeling of, you know, you are trying your best to, to know God more. You're trying, but you don't really see the point of all those things. And, and we can't take it for granted that people do. You wonder why are you taking, why, why, are you, you, why do you have to be spending more time like this one recently that caused a lot of people, that like some people just decided that I can go no further, mm. was when they began to divide everlasting life yes, sir. and eternal life. Why can't you just say it's God's life, Zoe, God kind of life? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like Hagin taught you, Hagin said it's Zoe. Is Hagin not a man of God? <laughs> why can't you just take that? Why do you need to, why, why is it not okay to leave it and not leave, leave it undivided? Why do we have to be careful to separate between those kind of things? You know, a lot of people see that as superfluous, not necessary. Uh -huh. So that's the question I'm asking. And I feel the answer to that question is around this, this, this pasture that they're opening up to us, and I don't want us to. Yes, Quest, you want to speak? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's, I'll just try and answer the question. Um, what came to me as you were speaking is you started with saying the things that seem obscure and things that we might not see as being important. Trying to answer to what we've been speaking about, I think it is important because those are the, if you don't have those things which you don't think are important, when the building is starting, you're, it's almost like you're missing materials that are meant to be used in the building. Yeah. So when you're building a house, you bring all the material first, you start to build. As you're building, there are certain materials, ingredients, components 
that you don't know, you might not know you need, but as you're building and building and building, things are being added and built upon, when is now time for the line to come, if those things are missing, you will end up seeing, it won't be solid, mm -hmm. you will end up seeing holes and infirmities in places mm -hmm. that are meant to be full. So those things that you do not see as important, that you disregard, mm -hmm. there's a certain knowledge behind them that you might not know or understand. When the line is being added, when you get to that point mm -hmm. where you realize, maybe where you realize it's important or where it is needed, you don't have that ingredient, you don't have that material that is needed to add again, mm -hmm. to continue to build. So as you're building, that house will be unstable. Mm -hmm. That's what came to me as you were speaking. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. I'm seeing, okay, my wife is there. Let's, let's, um, I'm so sorry. Can, can I put her ahead of the line? You know what I mean? Please don't, don't be angry with me. Don't forgive me. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> my answer is similar to Quest's. Um, when you ask that question, I was thinking about the Lord's instruction to Moses in the book of Exodus that after all, you know, it was a long thing that, that the Lord gave to him, do this, do that, do this, do that. And he said that, make sure that you do this according to pattern. And after the tabernacle was built according to pattern, then the glory of God rested on it. Um, in a similar fashion, if, the, if God, who is an extremely strange entity, is going to find habitation in men, it only follows that it will be complex, the things that he says to us. Um, and in similar fashion to what you were saying, that you will see that there are things that are missing. You know the scripture in Psalm 119 that says, I will meditate upon your precepts, then will I have respect unto your way. There's no way, if you don't have even the random things that he's talking about, that it will make sense the way of building. Um, and so, obviously, the building will be crooked, it will be unstable, it will be... Um, the glory of God can never rest, the Lord can never find pleasure because it must be according to pattern. Um, and the thing about Revelation, I obviously, as the scripture says, it is not... There was one time you said to us that, see, linen means something in the spirit. White means something in the spirit. So when they're talking to you, 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 when somebody says linen, you're thinking of fabric. God is thinking something else. But by the, by the time the Lord breathes upon your meditation on linen, it will turn to way. So you don't know what thing is going to be missing if you leave linen, if you leave, when I think of angels, for example, when I, when I hear cherubs, you know, who excel in strength, I see something in me that's supposed to hearken to the voice of his, you know, well, how does it say it? Who hearken to the word of his voice, the voice of his word. You know, then it will talk about the other strata who, um, who do his commandments. That's speaking to something about me, that I'm supposed to be the cherub. Somewhere, I'm supposed to be the seraph. I'm supposed to be, because the whole heavens, for example, is talking about where God rests. But he's not, he now even said that he has not committed the world to come to angels, that it is to you, 
you know, mere mortals. So the importance is that if I don't learn the ran random, sew it like this, put this there, when it comes time, glory will never rest because there will be no actual building. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Any? Thank you so much. Please, um, Mama already did so much justice, sir. Um, exactly. Um, if we don't. <laughs> no, I was just going to give an analogy. Yeah, okay, yes. That, if, that will help. If the, if the, if the purpose of, of many of these things, mm. like all the 66 books, are not known, mm. the intention of, of God is hidden behind this. Mm. So we are called into an ancient thought. And things that are fighting us are glorious beings, like she said. So for glory to rest, let's say we're talking about a diamond. Mm -hmm. Every, every cut, mm -hmm. every atom must be positioned for it to be of that price. Mm -hmm. If we neglect, I mean, we don't read Isaiah. He said we've made our abode, the same abode, lies. To, to for... For glory, like she said, for, for Mama gave the exact scripture when I was speaking about Moses. And he, he said that he should do all these things. And I was wondering, like, why was he saying those specific? But the second he did everything exactly mm. to pattern, the glory would rest. Mm. And God is not without his glory. Mm. If the promise is that glory should rest upon us, mm. there is no jot. According to Revelation, there's no jot. There's no... There's nothing, he said it must divide, every light must be divided yes. into shreds. Yes. It makes, because God is not speaking English language. Mm -hmm. He speaks his life. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, like you said, knowledge is created. It is us that made him figure out, for us to witness on earth, he made a means. So, and, and also that's the reason why, why we... We, 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 we seriously respect the apostolic grace. Grace is put upon their lives. They are the ones that can unearth um, the life. Is that we have to pay attention to everything so that our, because it said every house will be tried. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what scripture says. It said that they will try every house. Right? And when we speak about Moses, say Moses was faithful in all his house, but for our house, Sergeant, let me quote you again. You said, <laughs> you said, he said, I think it was him, he said, Any, anything that is not hidden, I think, I think I, anything that is not hidden, is it in Christ? He said, can be compromised. I think I can't remember, but anything that is not hidden inside, inside um, this promise, it can be compromised. I mean, that any house we have mm. that is not, is not, is not hidden according to pattern. According to every so that little linen means something mm. inside the spirit. It is the scripture is a, a door. This thing is a door into doctrine. It's a door into that life. Now the second thought that I had concerning this is that it's to scare the it's to make sure that you can't stumble there. <laughs> the, when when we read in gospels. They said, they got the, um, when we read Isaiah, come eat, I want water if you're hungry, come anyhow. But when we read in the, in the marriage, he said, that, why is this person dressed like this? He said, take them out. So we have to know that this life is a price. It's a, it's a, price, it's, it's a price possession. 
you cannot be lazy. When we read in that scripture again, he said, study to show yourself, approve. If God is the one marking the script, there is, there is a different um, understanding mm-hmm. or meekness mm. you have to come to the table of the Lord with, ready to receive any and everything. Because he's not speaking English. He speaks life. But he's trying to help you. So, he said, you, can, you won't find me till you have sought for me. All, part of searching for you with all your heart is ability to move when he's moving. Ability to follow the structure. Okay, we learned it as A now. They are saying it's A, B, C. They are saying it's only B and C. And that thing is to instill meekness. It's not, it's not even the matter of what many of the things is. It's, I feel like most sometimes it's the culture. It's trying to give you a, a culture of where they are. That things can change. Like, don't be, it almost seems like a, a spirit thing, where it listed. It can, it, though it must still, there's still a pattern, but in the delivery to man, there are things that are part of it that should, it makes you malleable, almost like a clay. It makes you ready to receive at, at any time. Like, we can come here for four hours and we just, we just be talking about atom or something. Like, but in that atom, when you are going home, the Holy Ghost can use that thing and come. So the thing, the the the, 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 the sense behind coming coming here to receive precepts is that we don't know God. He says, "My ways are past finding out." In fact, command punctuation in the Bible means something. So. There's no, you can never reach a place where there's no learning to learn. Yes. Because my ways are past. Anytime I, I think that thing, I just, <laughs> I just, I just know that we need help. Yes, sir. We need help to stay. So I just, those are, those were just a few things that makes me understand why. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Oh, you have sister blessing. Uh, oh boy. Oh, glory. Um, okay, I'm going to try to describe this. Um, the way that I'm seeing it, right? Um, so you were talking about how, okay, the first answer I'll have for you is the reason why we are coming here to hear all of these things that seem elusive and inanimate is because I can liken them to like photons, right? So it's actually light. But based on, it says, um, the energy level of the photon determines the color. So that's the distinctness of each thing. It's like a different photon, but it's all to create an image. And that image is the image of God. For example, in Romans 1, you spoke about how creation speaks to who God is, right? So that's image, 
in a sense of what I'm trying to say. But what is so significant about, for example, somebody that is not hearing this, but that's just seeing creation and us is that the image that he's creating is not just who he is on the outside, but it's the entrance of the life. And the only way the entrance is going to come is through Christ because he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So what I'm seeing is Christ is now at, okay, so basically one of the first images that will be brought to us in fullness is Christ first. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the Bible says that Christ is the chief cornerstone. So now this relates to the building now. So the chief cornerstone is the first stone that you, you put for a building. Why? Because not only is it the pattern of how to build, but it speaks about orientation. Orientation is direction mm -hmm. as well. So, so basically your stone changes size and form based on the size of the building that you're trying to reach. Yes. For example, if you need a big, you're going to need a bigger stone if your foundation needs to be bigger, yes. higher. Uh, you always spoke, you spoke about v how the house is being built vertically. It's not, life is not horizontal anymore, right? But it's about vertical, which is towards God. Mm. Um, you also spoke about how Christ is the foundation to God. Mm. So now that in us, we have that cornerstone, mm. now the, we can now be built towards God himself. Mm. So that's basically how I see it. Thank you so much. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Somebody want to let's do something. Uncle John? Aha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Praise pra God. Praise God. Yes, sir. Um, just a very short one because most people have already um, captured a couple of things. Um, I like the image she started to talk about because one of the most significant things God has blessed man with is imagination. Mm. So the mind, that is where information comes, passes through to get to the heart. Yes, sir. The world has raised the mind above the heart mm. so that we can live from our mind. So when we go to school, for instance, they're teaching you engineering, mm. but they're teaching you life. Mm. Yes. So they keep pumping you with knowledge for six years. Yes. They're teaching you, teaching you, teaching you, teaching you. To you, you're just getting engineering. But you fail to understand that once you step out of school or whatever, mm. you start oscillating based mm. on the frequency yes, sir. of the knowledge you got. Mm. Same thing here. We find ourselves in a place where our minds are extra built on the negative side. Mm. So we have to sit down for mm. hours and hours mm. and hours for new knowledge to come into our minds. An image is built. Based on that image, things can start to go into our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then when we can see it, you used an example, one of these we were praying when you said um, the, the temple, right? The, from outer court, sanctuary, and most holy place. Mm that you have been hearing teachings, 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 but when you really started to interact with it was when you could start to see it. 
So the image had been built. Yes. You could start interacting with the spirit, could start to use it now to start administering things to mm -hmm. you. So uh, that connection between the mind and the heart, mm. uh, because of how built our minds have been, and that's why we are like dull. So you, you can say the same thing 20 times. We still can't put the pieces together. Yes. So that bombardment of information, that bombardment of knowledge, which comes with spirit, of course, I'm mm. not negating the part of the spirit, but that bombardment of knowledge, that bombardment of um, understanding mm. helps um, creates an avenue or a place for the spirit to brood upon mm. and for things to go into our hearts. Mm. Because as you usually say, someone can have a lot of head knowledge, but when he reacts, he reacts from his heart. Yes. Because over time, information has been pumped into the mind that has seeped into the soul and a stature has been created. Same way, knowledge has to come mm. before it gets into the soul. Mm. Even though the spirit can administer some things in different ways, yes. however, the primary channel is through the mind, to bring down the strongholds in our mind, give us an ability to see, mm. and when we can see, mm. we can then touch it. Because even Jesus Christ expressed image mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. So there's, an, there's a thing of image, just like she said, there's a thing of image, and image comes through teachings and knowledge. Yes, Praise Jesus. Hallelujah, okay. Wesley, okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I just want to lie down on top of his knowledge. <laughs> Is that as he was talking, sir, I was just seeing what I was seeing when he was really talking. And is everything everybody has said. But I like what he, he was giving the mindset of there's a process. It has to eventually get to your heart. Mm. And it's the glory of God to conceal something. Mm. So if we don't open up that thing, mm. There's no way to get to our heart. And what I just want to say mm. is that the word, mm. God, mm. has to be rightly divided mm. and for one purpose. Because mm. if it's rightly divided, the entrance mm. of his word, it has to, there's a way it cannot just, there's a way it has to enter. So the entrance of thy word, it says give it light yes. and understanding. Mm. So if you don't break it, basically, there's no way it will enter. So that's just what I want to, I just want to thank him. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Okay. Annabelle. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Sorry, sir. I'm just saying something really brief, just going off what Westian Uncle John said. Um, if we read Romans 120, where it says, okay. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Um, uh, there was a time that you said that, you know, when God created Adam and, he, and Eve, he didn't have to physically come like the world was, they were seeing him literally in everything. Mm. Um, due to our, how we are falling, how distracted we are, is mm. like our brain, so many things, like before you even can see something and just think of formation, image. So this whole thing is for like us to be able to grow uprightly, to grow right. I mean, there are some people that see cherubims and they think of cherubs as um, a lot, like, Cherub, seraph, like seraphims, like God, but they don't really see image. They see them as like this is 
a god or like they don't even see what it's for they don't see the use you know but by the help of the spirit we're able to see cherubs and see like SMMA said how we're supposed to grow mm. how that's how we're supposed to be in our souls that's how those things are there for it's like God is literally saying this is it this is my image this is what like from stones from grass what like grass withering um, flower fading away you know based on being so distracted but stone being still you know is literally and if these things are also to reconfigure our mind in a way that of how we think like David, like in David could see the demand for God. He could not help but always ask God for help, like to show him himself because he could see it in everything. You know, that's one that is single-minded. Like, I mean, we've, by the help of God, we're able to use oxygen to explain how a stone eats, like is literally breathing oxygen for fire in, you know, why for us to be, be refined. You know, is not is if one is able to understand this, those things, they're able to. They have like Wesley said, grace to actually grow uprightly. Because by default, like each and every one of us, by default, we are actually seeing the image. Like by default, with the help of God. But and this is based on precept upon precept of what we're hearing, little by little, we, it's actually doing things in us that we don't even realize. Mm. So yeah. Praise God. Okay. Is anybody else? Am I okay? Sorry, sir. So just to put everything everyone has said. Okay. <laughs> um, I was seeing like when they started talking about the image, you know. I was seeing the image like, uh, you know, the Romans, I think it talked about the image of the Son of God. So I'm kind of seeing uh, that image as both this image of precepts and almost image of line. Because when you see these details of, you know, learning the outer courts, the holy place, the most holy, the angels, you know, putting them in different forms, you see that these are precepts, these are knowledge that they use different scriptures to kind of put this picture in us. Mm-hmm. And with the pictures, we are kind of, that's what precept is. It's not just knowledge, knowing anything. It's almost like a knowledge that is aligned, mm-hmm. you know, through different scriptures. And these scriptures are, are scattered, you know. That's why when the Spirit brings it, there's how, you know, the path is, um, it's almost like the Spirit orchestrates the path of how to gain this knowledge in a spiritual way, where they bring all these things together to paint a picture. So with precept, you see it's precept upon precept, all this knowledge is, I mean all this knowledge, you see that, you know, it is being, like we are building up knowledge. Everything is, it's not like we learn this today and tomorrow is a different thing. You see that everything is connected. And as we are learning that precept, as we are growing precept upon precept, Putting it in the right way, in the right details, everything is very important because it's almost like even the building of the line too. Everything has to be in details. That image of the Son of God where we want to get to is a very high building. Christ alone is already a big building. Talk less of, you know, the foundation of God and all that, you know. But you see that the more you, we are very, you know, even Hebrews says that, you should take heed with the words because it's very slippery. There's something about the words that God puts it in a way that your heart, you know, anyone was saying that, yeah, 
before you find God, you search him with all your heart. That searching with all your heart is, is a way that spirit has organized the scriptures that for you to even journey, for your heart to journey through that path, your heart has to actually be seeking the Lord with all. It's almost like it will be drawing you away. Yes. So those details are very important because the more you are actually detailing this precept, the more more can be laid upon you know, precept upon precept, the more you can hold it. If you don't know that cherubims are maybe in the most holy place, you will not know why linen garment comes in this area. Okay, that this is added upon the linen garment. The high priest, okay, when you learn about the high priest, you learn about the effort, all those extra things. Okay, now they are not explaining how you're adorned in the most holy. All those kind of different intricate details that if you're not actually particular about those details when the revelation is coming, mm-hmm. how the precept is aligning the spirit, because the spirit is not just aligning things for aligning sake. Mm-hmm. There's a reason, you know, because if you don't understand this, you might not take the next one. Yes, so you have to be very intricate with how you're, stu- how you're studying, or not studying, but how it is put in place. You know, you're talking about maybe someone that is learning medicine. It's a spirit that has to teach it, because if not, if you're just cramming, it doesn't, it's not in the right place. Yeah, yes. So there's a reason why you have to actually be very, very detailed. Mm. This God is not a, it's not an author of confusion. Everything about him is very, 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 very detailed. So the minutest thing. So there's a reason why all those scriptures are arranged that way. So we have to now learn precept upon precept, precept. So when that thing is doing, you will see that the image of line too, when you're holding the precept very well, mm-hmm. as you're building it, it can also now be, you know, with the eyes, because precept gives you eyes. With that eyes, when you're now taking things, it will be going in the right place. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how God will now be adding here a little, there a little. But yes. precept upon precept is an alignment of yes. scriptures that you have to keep on um, investing in mm. with the details so you can now keep building and things like that. So the intricacy of the um, revelation is very important. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Okay. Sorry, I can bring my wife to the front again. Please just bear with us. <laughs> Talking on your behalf. JK, everybody. I'm not talking on his behalf. Praise God. I just wanted to say something very, very quick that that occurred to me. I forgot to say when I was talking earlier. Um, uh, something, because when you asked the question, um, there was something that like just occurred to me. You know, the disdain when you're like, why are you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? There's, I feel like sometimes... I that you mean like, the disdain for mm. the 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 intricacy thank the tedious you. bless you sir <laughs> that's it the extraness you know you, you are being extra it's too much I feel that the scripture that came to me was eyes have not seen nor ear heard nor has it ever I should add entered mm. into the heart of any man what God has prepared for those that love him. If you think about it, it's so crazy. Like, it can never occur to you. So when, when you sit down and a man, because that's what happens a lot of times, you know, the thing you were talking about with offense on Monday, sometimes you start to get offended by the word and then the person who's bringing the word. Because we forget that it has never entered the heart of any man what God has prepared. And then it now goes on to say, 
but the spirit of God who searches the deep things of God now reveals them to us. So when we sit in a meeting, may we remember that it is not your preparation. Pastor Jeff can never prepare anything for you, nor Reverend Kay, you know, but God has prepared things for them that love him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Uncle Femo. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, um, so um, what um, just actually came to my mind as everyone was speaking um, was that um, that God is a God of intentionality mm. and he's a God of details. Mm. Wow, and um, we have been called to know him. And in knowing him, um, everything is important. Mm. Um, there's a reason why he likes something. There's a reason why he doesn't like something. But um, if I can like reverse it, this is what like scientists are doing. Yes, sir. Like in nature, yes. they are studying everything studyable. Yeah. Even though they are not accrediting it to God, yeah. but it's his, in Romans 1, it's God's, um, they are the things that God has made. Yes. So they are studying rocks, studying sand, something minute, yes, and they bring insects. the author insects, microorganisms, microorganisms viruses, viruses. Oh, and when they come out of that research, it's like a law. Yes. You, can't, you, can't, you can't argue that with a scientist. And that is the same way in the spiritual, how God actually wants us to be knowledgeable. There, there will be a fact in science about curtains and lenience, but if we are talking about it in the spiritual angle, we should, God wants us to be able to stand and not waver and not shake and not be bullied because you know it's, 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 a, it's a law, it's, it's knowledge to you, it's something that nobody can actually just bully you out of. So. I feel that, you know, if God has called us to do something, a child would take after the pattern of the father, mm -hmm. looking at every step he's doing. So that is the same way um, we have been called that there is nothing, God is not careless. Mm. There's nothing that is, he just made That's out irrelevant. of boredom oh. that is irrelevant. So mm. someone who is, someone, so that's actually what actually makes us different, that these precepts that we are learning, it's to, is knowing God and being balanced. So even if you are talking with another Christian or whatever, there is a difference that is not obvious. I, I feel maybe it's when we get to heaven that we will know who is who. But because we know, I mean that in the sense of the thing, someone who knows something about cutting and lenient, right, they might not actually be an obvious 
thing that's okay, cutting a linen is, then me, I'm saying, I know they do cutting, so uh, we are serving the same God, kind of, but it's when mm. we get there that you would now see why God actually likes this and doesn't like that, so that's just Thank a little so I have to say, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Okay, well, David. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, one, everyone has said everything, basically, but something that kept coming back to me since you asked the question was something said about, um, so I was doing life class, we were talking about tongues, um, and you said, um, Tongues is not really in the wordings itself, like in the laka, basha, teleho, all that. The but syllables. In the syllables. But it's actually there's a spiritual substance that is communicated through those codes that come through. So I just started to see that that's sort of the same thing as precepts. So the actual materials are actually the spiritual substances behind those codes that are laid out in scriptures by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So each time they say linen, mm. it's not just English. Mm. There's a spiritual content beside it. Yes. And if you don't, um, and then the scriptures start coming, like it's through the foolishness of preaching. And then it all says, um, you are saved by faith through grace. And it's also, you are saved by faith through grace. So that, you need faith to receive the content of those precepts so it can become a material that when the Holy Ghost now comes in the season of line yes. to raise it up or to heave it up, it, there's actually something to use. So it's all the words, everything, all the codes, all the syllables are very important, but not just the words themselves, yes, actually receiving the content itself spiritually yes. into your person by faith is sort of what is the core or the importance of receiving precepts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, Sister Timmy. Um, hi. Um, so I was just, when you were talking, I was just thinking about how you said we're in a spirit versus spirit place. So we're in a place where the devil has given us a particular spirit and we have to cancel it out with the spirit of God. And I was thinking of, let's say, school. Like, if I wanted to be a doctor, if I did never went to first grade and learned ABC, I would never be able to pronounce anything that has to do with medicine, for mm. example. And if that foundation was not given to me, I would never know the end of it. Mm. And on Saturday, you were talking about how to be a doctor, you have to enter the spirit of being a doctor. And to enter that spirit, it's a spirit that the world gives. So if you're already in that spirit, to cancel out the spirit that that world has given you, you, have, you need a higher spirit. And if we don't know, for example, and then you're not able to, like David said, tap to the faith that comes into it. Because let's say I was going to Welling and I know that it's, it has to be more spiritual than physical. Because there's no, if I were to just say, no, I want to buy linen and wear it, I know that it doesn't have any spiritual um, <laughs> impact on me. I have to tap into something that is unseen. Mm -hmm. And that comes into faith. I think um, all the things that you teach us makes your mind shut up in a sense. And you see, you start to see God. So if you're sitting here for four hours, all the spiritual things you're learning brings you into a place where you, the world goes away. And you see God or you see heaven in a sense. You see how the heart of God or where the Lord wants us to 
go mm. into. Mm. Um, and I was thinking of a foundation, let's say Christ being the foundation in the house, a physical house, mm. if the foundation, if let's say there was a crack in the foundation and you don't really understand charity, for example, you don't understand why we should hope or how we should hope, at some point you can build the house, but at some point you have to tear it all down and start it again because something is going to happen. So if you're coming, if I'm coming here and I'm hearing all these things and I don't have the understanding of, let's say, why cherubims are the ones that are covering the medicine seats or understanding why they move in fours and they can't go and don't turn, I won't be able to see, I won't be able to tap into the complete life of God. I won't be able to hold on to God because I have not understood so many things because that one thing is a foundation to so many other things that are coming. Mm. But yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, so, um, I agree with what everyone has said. Um, I'm just... <laughs> so, um, the way I'm seeing it is, is just from Revelation. Okay. So, um, you know the part that says that <laughs> I see everything in this book as what makes the bride, right? Okay. So um, the words that I speak, their spirit and life. So um, I say that, like in Revelation, for the bride to be made, the bride is a holy city. Yeah. So um, it says that who, if any man shall take away from the book mm -hmm. of the words of this prophecy. Mm -hmm. They will take away the parts from holy city, out of the holy city. Holy city is the bride. So if they are taken out of that, there is no completion or there is no, there's no completion in that bride, building the bride. Yes. And it also relates with um, what we've been talking about, about the virgin, right, in uh, Matthew 25. So um. Talking about oil, right? Residing in the in the vessel, right? So um, these things really they make up the oil, yes. um, and eventually will light the lamp, right? So if there is not enough oil, you can't meet the bridegroom, yes, right? At the end. So that's what I just wanted to add. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, back. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, um, just similar to what everybody has been saying, um, I believe in Timothy, uh, you know, Paul was saying that all scripture is profitable, um, first for doctrine. Um, and where I'm going with this thought is that, you know, I believe it was Annie and Benji just mentioned this, is that the, the whole purpose of God creating man was for him to find rest in man or for man to inherit him or inherit God, come into the life of God. And what that entails is man first learning about God and then coming into that life. Um, you know, um, Paul was telling Timothy that, you know, as from a child thou has known the holy scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. And you've helped us to see that holy, holy scriptures is, I believe Imam was saying, it's like the, 
the accurate alignment of precepts, just a paraphrase. And the reason why you need to have the accurate, not just knowing Bible or just memorizing words, is that if you, if you don't have that accurate alignment in you, you can never come into the life which is hidden in the Word of God. And, you know, um, in Joshua 1, which Pastor Essay um, you know, m- mentioned, you know, there's, you know, the instruction to Joshua was to meditate on the things that were written um, day and night until he can observe to do. And the reason why it's sometimes teachings might seem so esoteric or abstract is because um, iniquity itself is a mystery. And the way we have been raised for 20-something, 30-something years of our lives, um, we've been learning We've been learning something mysterious unknowingly. A mysterious work has been done in our souls. Mm-hmm. You know, Satan is called that wicked one. Mm-hmm. And you've helped us to see, by God's grace, um, that you know, that word wicked is actually twisted. Mm-hmm. And the way sin sits in us is in a twisted manner that you can't use a straight line preaching. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't unwind or you know, dismantle the intertwinings of sin just by saying A, B, and C. The, the word Lord has to, God has to immerse our souls into a world. You know, it's, um, the scripture says that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We, they have to douse our mind with, with manifold wisdoms so that when the Holy Spirit comes, we are so dull to the world that yes. he can actually begin to walk in us. And um, um, one thing that I want to say, I think it was in First Corinthians, uh, where Paul was saying that God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And again, just going back to iniquity and sin is that, you know, what the reason why the world will call someone wise when he has gained a certain stature mm. in... Um, um, you know, we talk about education, how you can spend years learning medicine or engineering, and that thing can raise something in you such that you have a glory, mm-hmm. that when men see you, you are considered wise in this world. But, you know, we are learning an upside-down kingdom. It's like they want, to dis- they want to break those formations, ideologies, and things in us that we place value on mm-hmm. and instill a spiritual building that will, will bring us closer to God, essentially. So um, the reason why we have to learn about the heavens, about angels, about the different stratas and everything is just because, um, you know, you can't, you can't box an uncreated God or try to use, you know, God is vast and... Yes, uh, just pretty much everything everybody has been saying. It's just these things are very important because if we don't know them, yes. we will never be able to. We will never be able to amount to anything spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe in Colossians two. Um, you know, Paul was saying that um, um, their heart being knitted together in love. Um, Talk about them coming to the acknowledgement of the mystery yes. of Christ, of the Father and God. He said, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you want to, like where real treasures are stored, are uh, hidden 
behind precepts. You know, they are hidden in precepts. You have to know these things so that they can immerse you into the world where you can actually gain the life. Mm. That's just what I want to say, sir. Please, sir. Um, I want to ask you a question, Brian. Back to Brian, yeah. I want to ask Brian a question. So, thank you so much. Um, the question I have is, um, so, let's say um, we have we've been able to raise the importance of this scriptural knowledge and everything that God is saying. You see the relevance of it. No matter how abstract, no matter how esoteric seeming or how seemingly unapplicable to our everyday life it seems. So now I want to ask you follow almost a follow up to that is why we get why we should we know why we should, we should engage with such knowledge but what why what's the importance of exactness accuracy precision about the interpretation of these things that are in the scripture. Do you understand? But let's say all these scriptures, the Bible has been here for a long time. There's nothing you will preach on. Even though you say, okay, it's the heaven and all that. People have thought about the heavens. If you go to the internet now, click on heavenly strata, you see all kinds of things. Right, in different kind of ways. People have taught angels. People have written books on angels. Seraphim, cherubim, all of that. All kinds of ways. Do you get what I'm saying? And there are people who even feel that Bible is just loose. However you interpret it, you bring your own mind. Whatever you see, take it and go. Everybody with their own. You get that. So we established the importance of not, not ignoring things. That's key. I believe the Lord has helped us so much give you guys all trust. You guys are just teaching me today. Maybe today is a reverse pro operation. So, me, I can learn. It's so sweet. Hi. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so, now, we understand the importance of, you know, engaging in this knowledge now, but um, what's the importance? Why should anyone feel that there is something called correct interpretation? Do you get what I'm saying? Because that's something that, by God's grace, is an emphasis here. It's not just that we are around things and anybody. You know what I mean? There's a way we can do it. I'll say, okay, you teach today. You, you teach your own your own way. Yeah, tomorrow, we take turns. Everybody talk your own. You know what I mean? Um, but why is that? What, why, is, why do we feel that thing about, is there actually that exactness? to this knowledge? If so, why is it? And then, why is it important then to, to engage in, at that level of, you know, detail, you know, detail of how it's aligned, then also not leaving anything out. Why should you be concerned if there are still things about it that God has revealed that maybe you were not in the meeting or you forgot or you, it's not part of. Why shouldn't you just feel okay that there are things about the tabernacle you don't know? At least you know some. 
do you get? Do you understand me? In terms of what God has pleased God to reveal. Uh -huh. can you, please, if you can help a little bit with that. Um, no. Thank you. Okay, sir. I'll just um, say some things around. Okay. Um, so I, I believe, I believe, um, I believe the reason why it is important for us to know the exact details um, of of truth, or to have the exact knowledge, um, you know. Um, one thing that we've that you've helped us see in the past is uh, the fact that um, you know in in every in every generation um, the Lord will raise certain men who He entrusts with um, graces or He entrusts with things that He can dispel to the church or dispel to. Um, Dispel to dispel to the church, and uh, the reason why I'm saying this is just because that um, you know who we are called to learn and embody is Jesus, and Jesus as He is, He is not many things. You know He has He's, He's He has come to the fullness of Christ, fullness of the Son of God, and those knowledges in themselves are not. You know Scripture says that narrow is the way that leads to life. It's um, and straight is the gate. It's almost speaking of, it's like, um, although it's many things, where it's taking you to is one thing, right? And in that, for you to get to that one thing, there's almost like a path or that a soul must pass through. Uh, where I'm just going with this is, and um, by God's grace, I don't know if I'm answering the exact question, um, but, um, you know, there's, when... And what I'm just seeing again is just going back to even, for instance, like the, the, the Garden of Eden, for instance. You know, God spoke to Adam and Eve, said you, can, you may freely eat of the trees of the garden, but this one specific tree do not touch. But the serpent was able to paint to Eve using preaching. You know, he was able to show her how quote-unquote, she could get what she was looking for, but through a different means. So with that sense, it almost shows you that even when we are learning, learning spiritual things, um, you, there almost has to be you know, a soberness or a caution because Satan in himself is a work of wisdom who is able to conjure up you know, many doctrines or many things that look like light to sway souls or move souls away from the path, you know. Um, he can easily make himself look like an angel of light. And um, God has, in his own wisdom, um, given us, given us um, you know, the gospel of peace, glad tidings, as a means for us to find that accurate path back to Eden or back to him, essentially. So I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm really answering the question directly, sir, but... Um, okay. Thank you. Um, Yes, sir. Just thank you thank so you, much. Does someone else want to help, uh, try? Maybe this okay? Sister Ifer. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm a 
not sure, but I'll try um, for the exactness. I think what I was just saying when you were asking that question is, okay, what I was saying when you, when you asked the question is how that is very important to actually produce the life itself. Um, what came to my mind is, um, for use Jesus, for example, is here on his journey here on earth, where at some point in his journey he was asked, you know, what he, he was doing by Mary and Joseph, and he said um, he's about his father's business, and then he now came to a point where he said, all oh, that's his father's is his, right? So what came to my mind was um, for, for the composition of that life, everything has to be exact because the, full, the product of that life cannot come out. You, he can, you were also saying about how um, through his journey here and everything he did when he now you know, resurrected, he mm -hmm. was anointed um, with the oil of gladness mm -hmm. above his fellows. And I believe it's because um, the life that was supposed to be produced, every life that was supposed to be produced was aligned exactly and he also obeyed everything exactly how it was supposed to mm. come for the product of that life to manifest. Mm. Thank you. Praise God. So you mean like that was, you mean Jesus? Mm -hmm. So that last part, can you see that part again? The last, last thought you just explained. Okay, so for every life that there is, mm -hmm. there is an exactness that is needed to produce that life. Okay. It needs to come to a fullness yes. for a life to be produced. Yes. And the reason why that is very important is every piece needs to be complete for mm -hmm. that life, for the fullness of that life to be mm -hmm. produced. Using our Lord Jesus as an example, mm. there is a point he knew that yes. it was not complete because he was still doing his yes. father's business. Yes. Everything that was his father was not his yet mm. because he had not, let me just say, crossed every T and dotted every I. Mm -hmm. He knew that. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can have the full product of that life and say it is mine mm. is if you have achieved every exact thing mm. that that it, that belongs to that life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Let me just stop there. Thank you. Oh. Praise God. You understood what she said. Very key. What she said is very key. She's just saying that you want to produce a life, and then God has given pattern for the life that. That if you you don't you miss there's no what is the purpose of giving pattern right if the pattern does it matter do you get what I'm saying like it defeats the whole idea of Bible if you say that however you just interpret it is okay then you might as well just open your bring out your notepad and write your own scripture and read it to yourself and I expect God to use it. 
Do you see that? That thought of, that thing of exactness when it comes to interpretation is key. It's very key. That's why he, he, he told, as my wife was saying, that he told him, see that you build all things. It was referenced again in the book of Hebrews, that emphasizing that God told him, see that you build everything according to the pattern that was showed. That was Hebrews chapter 8 says, who, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Let's go back to verse 4. It's Hebrews chapter 8. This is speaking about his priesthood, right? It says that if he were on earth, that's Jesus, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Verse 8, verse 5, sorry. Who serve unto the example and shadow of earth. That's the priesthood of the law. Serve unto the example and shadow. So you see, even when it came to the law, it wasn't just... Even just a manufactured thing. There's a, a sense you get from God that it's not, things about God are not arbitrary. That's why they, he will say you can learn from him in nature. They are clearly seen because he doesn't do, there is something about his pattern that doesn't break. He has his signature. Everything about him has his own signature that can never be broken. So that's why even when he was going to give them a, a way to build a house for his glory to come. He has to take out of something he has already done. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, why didn't he just build, say, just bring on that nice house, mansion with swimming pool or something, and say, okay, just build it this way. My glory will rest upon the pool in the evening. <laughs> do, do you get? Why must he take heaven, copy heaven? Please bring this thing back. It's gone. Just why, why must he copy heaven? What's the what's the the necessi- necessity? To, for, that for the glory to come, the house must be a copy of heaven. And he warned him that this copy must be correct too. Otherwise, what we want to achieve will not be achieved. He said that as Moses was admonished of God, it means after God has finished giving him, God must have warned him, everything you are doing, I'm giving you amount to nothing if you make mistake about what I'm telling you. Do you understand that Moses was admonished to, of God when he was about to make the tabernacle? For see, this was the admonishment, saith he, that thou makest all things according to what the pattern showed to thee in the mountain. See this thing, whole thing called pattern is the reason for apostolic ministry, reason for, uh, for pastoral. Why outside just pastoring people, evangelizing, teaching, they have, to, they have to devote offices just to pattern. Are you understanding this thing? That you make all things, because all things must be what? Made according to the pattern. Should be in the mount. Praise God. I believe, this, I believe this answered one as, answers one aspect about the pattern. So why can't you, maybe it's the same answer. Why can't you say that I don't have to learn everything, all the revelation that came. I just know some, I missed some meetings. I traveled, so it's okay. I, let me leave those ones you know, alone. Or I don't need to know 
Why can't you leave some things out? Maybe, is it the same answer? Is it possible? Okay, Sister Tulu, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm not actually 100% sure I'm correct, but... Okay. They, what does it hurt? Yes. Um, when scripture says that God is a consuming fire, it is a, it's a being. Mm. And the thought that crosses my mind is, it says um, his ways are past finding out. Mm. And is, that is the being that says he wants to dwell inside yes. of us. Yes. That means that a consuming fire wants to enter a being, you need to be of a certain way. Yes. You can't come and just say, okay, I only have one room, the others are empty. When you come, what is inside the others will be consumed by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you will be, con it's, it's not a, um, it, it cannot just be a, okay, I just, I forgot that part is okay, I can just come like that. Yes. It is a danger to you yes. to just show up anyhow. Yes. That means you have to make sure that you are, as you are looking at yourself, you are checking, am I, am I complete? Because, I, I, I mean, um, the kind of thought is like, okay, okay, sometimes I ask like, okay, okay, why? Like, okay, why did, why? Did Jesus come? Why? Mm -hmm. Like, just ask why. Mm -hmm. When you think about Isaiah, and it says that, where is the place of my rest? Mm -hmm. That means there is a place that he wants to be, and you cannot be just, I just show up like me now, and just say, I want to just come and, come and dwell. You yes. can't, because I will be not, I will not be there again, because I'm, this is rubbish. <laughs> for, for a being that is a consuming, that is a, like, and I, I, I don't know if this is the Q and A question too, but mm. when you are thinking about a being that a way that is past finding out, yes. how is it possible that mm -hmm. a being mm. like myself, like just not me, but a mm. being like just a, tem a me, mm -hmm. wants to inherit a person yes. that you cannot find? Mm. It's not a. It's not the. You can't. It's not just a. Um, so that thought just blows my mind. Yes. And I'm like, how can how can you say being? That means, that means the Lord is not flat. He's not just, okay, he just came to die and came, <laughs> I believe and I go. That means it, this, is, this, is a, this is a person mm. that I need to be. And if I'm coming, I need to be, even be careful yes. as I'm coming. Not be convinced that, wow, I'm, I'm so ready now. Mm. Come and take me. Take me to where you can't mm -hmm. because you'll mm -hmm. be gone when, they, when he's coming. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know if I'm correct. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Hold on, let me just say something because just to follow, because I feel like maybe in my heart I, I picked the 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 sense of what she wants to what she wants to communicate, and I think it's very vital what she's saying. She she's speaking about being conscious of him who we are. In the, so we are naked before the eyes of him whom we have to do is the one and. And, she, and she's saying that we shouldn't neglect mm -hmm. the fact that he said he's a consuming fire. Yeah. And, I, and I think that is key um, because um, every, we'll pass, everything in us will pass through fire. 
Now, I'm not even thinking, saying it in terms of be afraid now, God will consume you. I'm saying, I'm seeing it from another kind of sense, which is a, is a consistent sense in the New Testament, is the, is the concept of trying, that everything will be tried with fire. That was what Paul was saying. All the works means that you will not, um, and, and fire does not make mistake. You, 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 you get fire doesn't do what it doesn't make mistake like when it was speaking about like you know your the trial of your faith being much more precious for example than of gold that perish it as she was speaking I was just seeing almost like um, I, I began to see the image of that kind of purification right where you are you're passing it something through fire you know, there's a temperature when you are purifying gold. Those who do it accurately, there's a particular there's a temperature that they want to pass gold through. That things that who have that, that can melt that are not up to that temperature, it will dissolve out of the gold. At the end, you see the pure gold will, will come back again. I said, what is, what, what's the difference between gold and all these other things? What the Lord was just showing me as she was speaking was that at the end of the day, gold is an element. Am I correct? On the, on the periodic table, you can find gold there as an element. And when you, when you look inside gold, what make those elements? Gold... As an element, each element has a specific number of electrons. Right? Specific number of what? Electrons. You have proton. You have neutrons. And you see, all those things make up the composition of that element. If you take all those, all those electrons in gold and then just take one of them, borrow one, of those electrons is no longer gold. It will fall into another element. Do you, do you know that? Do you believe that who made those things is it God? It's God. You think they are not teaching you something? Right? After gold, what was the next one in purity? I don't know. Maybe after, I don't know what the number of gold. I forgot all those things. But just removing one element will shift it into another element. Just one electron, it has become something else entirely. It has a different name. You get. Now, when you are accumulating precepts, the, the thing is that you don't know because there are some things in the Bible that has redundancy. That if you don't learn it through this sense, another sense will teach you the same thing. But you don't have the wisdom to lay all the redundancies. You don't know. So that's why you, you can't say you can decide what, to, what not to learn. <laughs> you don't know because you can't see the whole, the curriculum is not written by you. You don't know what, what knowledge will be outside, absent from your, your understanding as amounts to maybe two electrons being removed. (laughs) 
Do you get what I'm trying to say? So when we're talking of this exactness thing, we're not saying you must, you must know every cram, every single line of the Bible, and then you must know every single explanation. No. What we're talking about is sense, precept, what we call precept. Precept is an organization of a thought to, to, that amounts to an element in the spiritually. It, that is, a precept is an it's an organization of a thought that, that stands alone as a vital ingredient for knowledge. That has to be in place in you. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you talk about maybe the, the most holy, for example, now, there are things about the most holy that if you don't learn, that you don't, if, you, you don't, if you don't know those things spiritually, you will never attain the most holy life. There are things about the sanctuary that, oh, but I know about the menorah, but there are other things there, and you, you ignore, you, you don't learn those other things. Like she was saying, that there are some things that if you don't have about the precept, it will not produce the life. Do you get, do you get me? This is like, is that the attitude of precept? They are, they are stacked. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Praise God. Am I making some sense to you? Like somebody is develop is developing. I've met people before, and I, when I interact with them, lovely. I know you're a lovely person, but almost as clearly as, as I can see the shirt the person is wearing, I can see something missing from their development. That I know that throughout this person, when they were a child to adolescent, to being where they are, they never got to a place, an opportunity where somebody told them something. Those, you see those things we call blind spot? Wait, and that person is not, even, is not even aware that this is a side of their humanity that they should have grown up. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's social. Like, maybe why you shouldn't address something a certain way, why you shouldn't behave a certain way. It's just missing from their development. It's just, maybe, maybe, maybe the parents, they ignored it. Or maybe the parents, they have their, that same blind spot or something. Praise God. And these things have manifested. Even in terms of, even spiritually. Journeying spiritually together. Someone has journeyed for years. And even come to a place of where you feel, wow, so much stature. But you, after years, you realize there's just all these years, there was something they never got about the message or about the word of righteousness. It's just, there's something that they just, that was just, just eluded them. 
Are you understanding me? That's the reason for precepts. Precepts lay out is the the precept is the whole pattern. The precept is wholesome. The way they lay them out, the Holy Spirit laid them out. He knows that these are the this is the the entire volume. Jesus Christ called it the volume of the book. Or Hebrews said it. This is called the volume of the book. Right? Lord, I come in the volume of the book where it is written of me to do that way. Hebrews 10 verse 7. You see that. Amen. Is there someone who wants to say something now? Not because time is gone. But not maybe just adding to what people have said. Uh-huh, because we've said many things. But if you feel maybe somewhere inside of you that there's something that maybe you are inspired about to say about the conversation before we begin to round up, you can. Okay, Wesley. Mm. Thank you. <clears throat> so everything you've said and... Um, I believe August 27th last year. Okay. You thought. I'm sorry. Sir. I'm so sorry, sir. The Saturday meeting, you, you spoke about it. Okay. And um, you said that Moses was given the pattern mm-hmm. um, in the wilderness, but he had to build it. Mm-hmm. And there's a building of the tabernacle mm-hmm. that's a map. Of where they are going to. Mm. The tabernacle they had had the most holy place, which is the promised land. Yes. But they were journeying physically to the promised land. Yes. But you liken the tabernacle to the map. Mm. And then you said, I believe it was Deuteronomy, it says the usage of the tabernacle. So those two, that two demarcation precept is, mm. is the building, mm. and then there is a usage. Mm. The tabernacle when you use it, you inherit life. Mm. And I'm seeing Hebrews that mm. there's milk, mm. there's meat, mm-hmm. there's strong meat. Mm-hmm. Strong meat is defined, mm. you can't take out of it, mm. you can't add to it. Mm. But there is a he that uses it. So if you lack some, if there's meat, if mm. meat is wholesome, mm. but if you use everything, but let's just say you lack something, mm. as long as you don't use that part that you lacked. Mm you won't come into the life. Mm. So I'm just, I'm just seeing that mm. message that you thought about. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Good evening, sir. Um, One thing that kept coming to mind when we're talking about why detail, why precision, Mm. is what comes to mind is Matthew 25, when you were teaching about the virgins, and you said that scriptural knowledge helps us reclaim our virginity, and in that, I believe that the wisdom of salvation is hidden in the detail, 
And then I recall to mind the temptation of Jesus when Satan came multiple times and Jesus said, it is written. Then he said, it is written again. So there is a way the accuracy of knowledge sits that helps us overcome. And I remember when Reverend was teaching that scripture, when knowledge is coming, it's coming. It's coming to, there's a way it's coming to fix as an understatement, but do something on the inside where it expires our lust, our, dark, our darknesses. And he was saying how it, when we have any kind of lust, it's a pull that Satan has. Mm -hmm. And it's still a legal ground that he can claim to our soul. Yes. But in the accuracy of knowledge, and then you did say that knowledge produces judgment. And you've taught that judgment is the sum of righteousnesses. And when I think of the virgins, when you were separating foolish and wise, that the fact that we're virgins, they... You said that the seven lambs, their sanctification program has come together as one, which gave them a base, and then you now separated those that had enough oil or not. But to come to a place where the measure of stature can even be judged, mm. the scriptural foundation and the accuracy in that mm. helps address our darknesses, mm. our how far we've fallen, because mm. it covers the bases. And... It's a wisdom that's hidden in the sense that Satan can detect how we're learning about scarlet this, purple that, mm. and it's, it sounds vague, mm -hmm. but the accuracy of that mixing with faith can help us develop mm. and our salvation program will mm -hmm. be completed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stephanie, okay. I'm seeing hands flying up of you now. <laughs> Hello, good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening, sir. So one thing that's been in my heart um, that I wanted to point out was just to highlight the significance of the Spirit throughout mm. the whole process. From the ministry of the Word and accuracy, we can see that this can only be done through the Spirit. To those receiving the words, receiving the precepts, um, there was something that Pastor Jeff has said that the spirit moves on scriptures and he explains scriptures to be spiritually breath reserve of bi biblical things. So just highlighting that the life that we even come into, we don't know how, it's not by our understanding cerebrally, mm. you know, it is the spirit that knows what to do with all of this information, all of this um, patterns. So we have to take a posture of meekness to really rely on the spirit to even come to the place of receiving the grace at the end of the day. So I was just seeing how this is a mercy program where we don't even know how to get the provision, how to use the provision, what provision is needed, how to come into the life, and everything is governed by the spirit. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God. Okay. Um, request. Um, we'll something first, then Brofemi, and then Brother Daniel, and then we'll rest our case. <laughs> yes, um, sir. There's something that you spoke about a while ago, and you mentioned the word today mm. about composition. Mm. And when Stephanie was speaking, it also came back to me. Um, when you, it has to do with sound. Mm. So when you have, for example, in music, mm -hmm. I think that's how you explained it before. Mm. you can have a certain group of notes, mm. even if they're the same notes, four mm. notes, if they're in a different order, mm. it might sound the same. Mm. 
but really it doesn't sound, the, sound same the same because yeah you have different there'll be different bass notes different yes. melody notes it changes yes. so what Stephanie now said about it, it's not cerebral mm. it's spirit mm -hmm. so you might think that you were talking about how why is it important that we hear it in a specific way that order that pattern yes sir if it's not coming that way you might in your mind take it in a certain way mm -hmm. but the spirit it has not registered or it registered in a way it's not meant to register yes. in john 10 verse 27 it says jesus says my sheep hear my voice mm. and i know them and they follow me yes. so that sound yes, is one is one sound yes sir other people, other shepherds might say it a specific way, mm. but he said, my, my sheep hear my voice. voice. So there's a specific sound yes, that is meant to come, yes, and it will only come if that sound, those, yes. if the composition is yes. put in the exact and correct way. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Are you getting what, the, what I love what he just used because this thing, you know, that's how this door opened to us through sound, music, and all of that in December. So what he just described is just explaining everything, explaining the, he's using chord theory to explain um, both the, the exactness, that's composition, and um, so, the, the fact that you have every ingredient there, and then also the pattern of arrangement. Composition, exactness of arrangement. So what he's saying is that, for example, the C major chord, C major triad chord, consists of three notes. You have this C note, then the E note, and the what? And the G note, C, E, and G. Anywhere you play, when you have C, E, and G, you have the C major chord. So anywhere you play C, E, and G together, you have played the C major chord. Any instrument, any language, anywhere in the world, any continent, go to space, play C, E, and G, you have played the C major chord. But that's not all. That's part. Now, if you play only C and E, or play C and E and F, mix it, any continent you go, and this planet you go, is not the C major. You have played something else. So that's one key aspect, composition. It means that every ingredient that, that to produce the sound, that, that sound in the spirit, which every nature should sound to God. And God's ear is listening, is that waiting for the sound of your nature to arise. There's an accuracy that he ought. And scripture has all the ingredients that it takes to, to develop that. But let's say you have C, that's C, E, and what? G, chord. But if you take them, and instead of playing C first, you play E first, then now play G, then play C. The same note, or go and play that, it will sound differently. It's still the C chord, but it will sound differently from the way it is arranged. It can never be the same sound. Do you see that? So it's not just gathering the material. The, the exact or the pattern 
the pattern of arrangement that it tells when it comes to how what means if it's not arranged correctly, it will sound differently. Praise God. Satan is, is wicked. If he knows you have pl- access to plenty of insight, he want to make you handle it haphazardly. Don't be serious. Why? How? You can have the material, but you'll be inverted. Right? Like those two cause C, E, and G versus E, G, and C, they are called inversions in music. So each chord has three, like each triad has three different inversions, and each inversion sounds differently. So God will not take an, inv- an inverted version, the sound of your, of your nature, of your life, must be, must be precise. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Okay, quickly, Barbara Femi, then. Uh, praise God. Um, so just quickly, um, what I have to say was that um, as you started talking, um, I started seeing um, um, First Corinthians uh, 13 um, about Paul talking, calling, uh, talking about himself as a wise master builder. And I also see a similarity with Moses, that Moses also was a wise master builder. And that... Um, uh, I forgot the name of the, the person, the, the, the person that you know God instructed to um, make the gown for um, Aaron. Yes, yeah, there was actually a specific pattern yes. that he said. So, um, using Paul, you know, Paul called himself a wise master builder. He didn't just call himself a master builder yes. because wisdom is a very key ingredient mm. in laying the foundation in. In, in pattern, yes. wisdom, without pattern, without wisdom, yes, the pattern would not be correct. Yes, and um, when you were teaching us some time ago about um, the formation that the children of Israel took in the wilderness, and when Balaam came to curse them, that when he looked up, they were in the same formation with heaven. So, he could only bless. Yes, so that was. You can't uh, cause that kind of thing. You can't cause that it's kind of possible. thing. It's, it's anti. It's cost proof. Yes. You know. So, so information. Is is it, it, who can cause what God has blessed? It means the blessing was tied to the formation that God gave them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, just to quickly rush through. So, for in verse fourteen, you know, this place was talking about like fire, right? Like the building and the components. He says some can be gold, silver, precious stones, wood, or hay. These are the things that can be in the house. Mm. But the house will have to be tried. And we see that pattern in the Bible because um, in the book of Matthew, Jesus talking about the man that built his house on the sand Mm. and the man that built his house on the rock. Mm. And what I saw there was that the rain, the storm, Mm. and everything came at the same time. To wow. try the house. Wow. And one fell flat and yes. the other one stood. And also here in the first Corinthians 13, we are still seeing that fire is actually coming to try that yes, house. So we are learning these things for the end. Mm. Because the, um, the Bible says, if any man's work abide, mm. which he had built thereon, yes. 
he shall receive a reward. Yes, so there is a reward at the end. He that runneth, he that runneth to the end shall be saved. So he's, he's getting to the finish line. Yes, and it's not about first or second position. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is to be able to get to the finish line to receive the reward. But if in any man's work, um, 15 says, if any man's work shall be burnt, mm. he shall suffer loss. Wow. Meaning that everything he did will come to nothing yes, sir. at the end of the day. So this yes, is, yes, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. So he's going to suffer double loss because that same person is actually have to go through fire. Yes, so he's actually for the end mm. to receive that reward and not at the end of the day meeting God and it's like you've been scammed, like all you <laughs> learned, it just amounts to nothing. So praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Finally, bro Brother Daniel, thank you so much, sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, honestly, honestly, what I wanted to say from the first time you asked the question was from Revelations 14, and I saw how everybody has said the same thing. Quest answered it accurately. You know that voice mm -hmm. when we were talking about, I think two weeks ago, you asked us to go back to um, SOS prayer meeting teaching, yes. you know, and I was seeing that Revelations 14, um, those 144,000, yeah, that the voice really, yeah was a sound and that voice I think you explained it as um the voice within and then you were seeing how we're linking harpers and to pipes and tablets, you know, how those are natures within us. And I think somewhere in that teaching, because I had to quickly reference my seniors brand's notes and you actually we wrote down that you know everlasting life is a composition of spirits, mm -hmm. and then you talked about that um that new song that they are singing at the seal of a song yeah. is actually the composition of the song, mm. yeah. And then the, the everlasting life is just a composition of spirit. So I just, I just seen how Quest answered, yes, Stephanie answered. I didn't know if I, there was no need for me to talk against her, honestly. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Praise God, Jack. Amen, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Um, there's a kind of mind that we, that we all need to have. Maybe that's just a blessing for today, is to, is to arm you with wisdom, perspective, which you need. Otherwise, the world can li will lie to you and cheat you out of your blessing. Praise God. And... Um, you discover that there are some principles that you even use in your natural life. As we were talking, I was just, I was remembering the first time I saw algebra. The first time I ever saw algebra was probably, I think by primary school, they started teaching algebra, probably primary six or so. They introduced that. You know that shock? There was a shock in my system. I actually refused it because I was very good at mathematics, numbers. So your addition and all of that, your long division, ah, all those things. <laughs> where people lose hearts, and that's where I start, you know what I mean, too. You know that, that thing always cause heart problem. Once they do that, <laughs> that long division thing for people, but mathematics, you know, I was good at it. Until one day, the, the, the guy just came, wrote algebra. 
on the board. I've never seen her. What is this? Algebra. Uh, you understand? And the thing with mathematics is very practical. One plus one is equal to two. Two plus two is equal to four. You can re very relatable. Even in your, your playing, your toys, you can, two plus three, you can, very relatable and practical. But then he began to write X, X Y, <laughs> five plus X is equal to. Are you seeing that? So, so it's like, why is X inside? This is mathematics. There's nothing inside of me that could see that as being relevant. Are you understanding me? That this is out of place. Why are you doing all these equations and all that? I didn't like it for a long time. I, did, I just, I was, I was angry. I was angry that they spoiled mathematics. Mathematics was pure and was one of my best subjects. Now, I, so because of that, I didn't wrap my head around algebra. It took me some time. Why, why? Because in my present sense, what they were teaching me, I couldn't, it couldn't come into the realm of my application. So I assume that because of that, it's too, this is just being too extra. It's not just being, it doesn't even fit. Why are we going, why are we troubling ourselves? Well, little did I know that without algebra, you don't even know mathematics. And then what I then realized is that it's not really about X. That was, that was when the breakthrough in algebra happened to me. That was my breakthrough was the day I figured that it wasn't really about X, about Y, that it's a sense. That when they say two plus X equal to five, find X, that I, could, I also stuck on X, and I hated X being there, that I stopped learning for a long time. It wasn't until it dawned on me that that X is only about X. It's, they're trying to teach me a concept. What will you add to two to give you five? That is, it just represents something. Ah, so it's representing, it's a representation. It may as well be, it, it could be something else, but the pattern of the equation cannot be broken. Are you get to, so instead of just learning just flat, all I, I, I now began to see was laws of mathematics. Yeah. Right, that's all I began to see. Laws of mathematics. Praise God. So what does that equal to sign mean? It means that something on this side must be the same as what is on this side. I never thought about it like that before. Without them bringing X, I wouldn't have thought about it in that kind of way. That that equal to sign means what is on this side must be a very, very valuable thing to understand. And that's like the foundation of a lot of maths that you do, right? Later on. Praise God. So you see, the whole of mathematics is just teaching you a, it's a representation of things that, I, that exist. Right? If you draw a line, for example, 
you can take that line. Let's say I draw a line like this. This is a line, all right? This rope is a line now. I can write an equation that is equal to this line. Right? How? I just need to find what's the distance between here and here. Right? Distance between here and here. And what's, all I need to know to know what this line is, is the ratio between this height and this one. Once you can tell me the ratio, give me a starting point, I would, I would write an equation of this line for you because of something called the rate, the slope, which you can represent with it. You get what I'm saying? Just equation, produce line. Are you getting me? So scriptures, precepts, are the equation for the lines that they want to put in your soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is, is there, See these learnings. When you see those tedious things as God's own equation. It's not about the, the X and the Y and the, the letters. It's about the sense. For example, this line now means that there's something here called slope. Is the rate at which when I go from here to here, at any point in the line, how much distance have I covered in the vertical direction compared to how much distance I covered in the horizontal direction? is represented as something called slope. Yes, like I can represent the letter in an equation. And once I have that slope, give me a starting point, I can draw this exact line for you. That's just physical, an example. Praise God. And you can now, you can use now that algebra, that's a very basic one, right? And you can move that to calculus, move it into three dimensions. You can draw, represent circles, curves, all kinds of shapes. Everything in nature, even sound, can represent them with equations. When you are learning that equation, imagine all those mathematics, when you now start learning calculus, all of those things, you can't relate them to real world. You just can't. All you are seeing are numbers, letters, and all. But you can lose heart and say, what does this have to do with life? <laughs> Praise God. That's how it is in the spirit. Very quickly, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Praise God. It says, Study to show thyself approved to who? Unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. What? Rightly dividing the word, the word of truth. You have to study. That word study is beyond maybe just reading the Bible. Study means it's, an, it's like a, it's almost like an attitude. It's like your, it means, study means examine. Right? Examine. To study means don't just assume, don't summarize, don't. Um, don't just, it's not, it's not okay, I have an idea of it. If you have an idea of something, you've not studied it. Study means that know the exactness of that thing. That your, so God's standard for you being approved 
It's not at the level of having an idea. Oh, I have an idea what sanctification is. I have an idea what it means to, you know, to be separated. Or I have an idea about the holy place. Or I have an idea about the heavens. If you, that's how those things sit in you, then it means that you haven't, you're not, you've not been studious about it. And God's standard for approval is study that you must have come into the details of what, what should you study? You study the, the way of representation in the scriptures. Come into them. They should sit in you at a the certain level of resolution. Then you are approved unto God. And then when you approve, you, you become a workman that needs not to be what? She means anybody who is below this standard should be ashamed. Right? If you don't have precepts, you should be ashamed. Right? You are, you are a workman that should be ashamed. Who is this workman? He's a builder. Right? This, the word work there is, talk, is talking about the building. What do you use precept for? Is to raise a what? A building now. So, so imagine somebody wants to come and build a house, but you don't have the pattern for the house. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's what this place is saying here. That when it comes to this matter of, of, of course, what's the ultimate house you're building? You have to build a house of truth. Right? For, so for you to be able to, for, for you to be a workman that participates in the building of truth, you must have the right division of the word of truth. It means that it can be wrongly divided. And it might not even be divided at all. Praise God. So what you call precepts, precepts are the right division of the word of truth. The exact division, the word of truth divided the word the right way. It ought to be divided. As I, you know, okay, you have come into precept. Praise God. And when, when you have that, you become qualified for God's work to be done in you. And God desires this thing called truth. When you, that's also part of the meaning of truth. Truth also means exact. Right. And, and, and as Sam was saying, that I desire truth in the inward parts. Desire to have that, you know, building. The building that you ought to have, which God will inhabit, is called the, the building of, of truth. Praise God. Are, are you blessed today? Um, Father, we thank you. Can you just pray? Maybe let me just give you some time.
Just ask the Lord for wisdom. <clears throat> Ask the Lord for wisdom, for strength. When it comes to your, your learning, that you will not be weak, that you won't be feeble. You will not be feeble-minded, you won't be lazy, you won't be... Ask for help from the Lord. Ask the Lord to establish in you the right attitude towards his precepts. Pray now. <laughs> Pray well. You just have a few seconds to go. Pray it like you've never prayed for this before. And like this is the last time you will ever have a chance to ask for this. Pray like this prayer will unlock the door to the help you need. In whatever area of weakness you found you have ask the Lord to help you share a camera on a mass repara masu teriendo ama yelemon satere makaya tamerestes thank you for Jesus father with you today for tonight, thank you for wisdom, thank you for the thoughts we have shared very simply this evening. We leave also that you, your spirit direct our meditation, our discussion, our conversation, and that there is a blessing, a serious blessing tonight for everyone. Father, we give you thanks for it. Father, I pray that no heart will miss the import of these things. These are, by, clearly your spirit is giving an emphasis concerning important things which are vital to our journey. Let this emphasis be laid in our heart. Amen. May it be established and may we not lose it. Amen. Thank you. Strengthen, Lord, every heart, everyone who for every weakness in us that has been exposed by this conversation, I pray you will let strength arrive Amen. in those aspects. Amen. 
thank you, our Father. We always trust you and lean on you and look to you. We look up to you from where our help comes. Continue to help our soul. We are helpless without you. We can do nothing. Without you, we can do nothing. Thank you, our Father. Bless your holy name. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. <coughs> Amen. Praise Jesus. You dwells between the cherubim.